Welcome to Malcolm Reed's How to Barbecue Right, a podcast where we talk about barbecue, share recipes, and discuss all things delicious. And now, here's your host, Malcolm and Rochelle Reed. Hey, welcome back to the How to Barbecue Right podcast. I'm Malcolm Reed, your host, and I'm joined by my lovely wife, Rochelle. Rochelle, how's it going today? Going pretty good, Mount. We have a guest in studio. We do. We're excited. Podcast six. We we decided to to try um, to bring on a guest for the first time, and my man Kendall Adair from Smoked and Spice is here with us live. Kendall, how's it going, man? Uh, other than the nice rainy weather, um, it's going great. And thank y'all for having me today. I'm really excited to uh, to do this with y'all. Y'all got had such a great uh, following on all the stuff y'all do, and thank y'all for having me. I'm glad well, to be y'all's first guest. Hey, thanks for coming. Yeah, that's the big part. <laughs> and we're trying a new setup today. We've uh, Shell let me turn her uh, sewing slash I guess catch all closet, closet into our new little podcast studio. We're working on our sound. We're trying to get better at this, and I think it's we we got a pretty good sound to me from what we can tell on our end. So. Hey, it looks official. You're you're there. I hung a bunch of uh, barbecue posters I've been saving for years. Malcolm made fun of me for saving all these posters. I told him there's somewhere down the road we're going to use them. I've saved a lot of barbecue posters and just stuff that you get over the years in barbecue and plan to do the same one day. So, Shell, what are we going to talk about today? Well, first we're going to talk about your Mojo Pork Chops. Hey, yeah. You know, Kendall... um, on our podcast format, we've kind of tried to always talk about what we did in the video this week. And this week, I did some extra thick-cut ribeye pork chops. And these were some chops. I found them at Sam's, man, but they were cut like it was a double-thick cut. Mm. Them chuggers were about two inches thick. And I didn't weigh them, but if I had to guess, they probably weighed well over a pound each. And they were monsters, but it was that ribeye cut. So it had that same look as a ribeye steak. Still had that sp- the pork oh, yeah. spinalis wrapped around That's it. That's awesome. Where's mine at? Yeah. <laughs> hey, we, I think there's one left in the fridge. So we right. get through, you can, you can warm that dude up. Pork chopping eggs yeah. this morning. <laughs> so, but you know, my buddy Jay Durbin, he, he came out with a Tennessee, Tennessee Mojo's his team. And he came out with his room. He calls it barbecue magic. I know, you know, Jay's part of steak team. Oh yeah. I uh, <laughs> actually used some of his mojo butter a few weeks ago in the Bahelia cook-off and man it totally turned my tri-tip and we got third and fourth Sarah and I both used it and it was That's I thought awesome. that was the biggest key yeah well that uh his his rub is great I used it on those chops yesterday nothing else put them on the barrel smoked them it took about I don't know about an hour and 15 minutes total in it shell by the time yeah. I glazed them I made up this Tennessee whiskey glaze with some mm. Jack Daniels and pineapple juice and really, really vinegar good. sauce reduced that down to where it's kind of like a barbecue syrup (laughs) and then i glazed those chops with them what did you cook it on uh the gateway drum you could do it you know my stuff you could do on any any recipe Mm -hmm. i just put some cherry smoke to it and cooked them to there about 145 you know just right for pork man were they boneless no they had the bone in it i mean you know the spinalis part part. oh yeah the spinalis on on that ribeye chop was you know really super tender but man the flavor was up against that bone mm-hmm. you see me uh i'm gonna be the one cutting the cutting the meat out for everybody else and putting the bones to the side for me after <laughs> yeah, that's that good old gnawing part that's right <laughs> and it was a two bone chop so you had that meat in the middle of the bone kind of like that rib meat almost mm-hmm. it's what, exactly what it was but yeah chops turned out great i thought that was a good recipe and uh i'll be using that mojo stuff again i promise you is there anything you'd do different um, you know, I don't think I'd do anything different. I like a smoked chop. I mean, you you know, those would have been awesome reverse sear too, though. Because yeah. mm-hmm. if you could have, I could have brought them up to, you know, 
125 ish and then got those grill grates hot on the pk mm -hmm. and then put the cross hatch on them glazed them then they'd have been, have been money pretty then. yeah that was the one thing they were missing was that good cross hatch yeah if i you know if i would have been doing a I chop mean, competition awesome, and i tell you for the house i really um i use a cast iron a lot so a good cast mm -hmm. iron ski sear is second to none to me and oh, for yeah. the house yeah you get that crusty, mm -hmm. crispiness. Yeah. That just over-caramelized greatness. Well, you know, that's today's, since you're our, you're our first guest, of course, we're going to talk about steak cooking and all that. But a little bit about you. you mm -hmm. uh, you've been cooking barbecue, man. I've known you as a kid. And yeah. How old were you when you started out? I cooked my first contest um, when I was 12. Um, my parents, it was actually the South Haven Spring Fest, which I think y'all are going to be cooking in this weekend. That's yeah, coming up, yeah. Yep. My parents said, hey, you want to cook? And so for the about two months before, I had a friend of mine named Bill Fuller with Pig Stars. He only does Memphis in May. He uh, came down and showed me the basics, how to build a fire, and how gave me 100 recipes. And so I had hundred. I had fifty <laughs> burgers and fifty chicken recipes. Wow! And as y'all know, were they on index cards? or No, something? they were all individual printouts, and it was from the past winners of contests. And he just he found them online and he printed them out and brought them down and showed me how to cook. Tell me you still have that. I would love to see. I, it. I probably do. I, I'll see if I know I've got my original book that I started in, and I've got the recipes that I chose. But long story short, we cooked um, every night for about two months and cooked different recipes. So we ate, either ate burgers or chicken. Love my parents to death. They've been so supportive for me. And um, they're a big reason that I've been able to do what I've been able to do because I was in high school. Um, I, I turned 16. Oh, we got second place at that contest <laughs> and just you were totally hooked. hooked. Um, I cooked with the gentleman, Bill, for two years. And then I cooked with uh, Terry Griffin with Wild Boar Smokers for two years. And then um, we, I think it was 2010 or 2011, we started, I started with Boar's Night Out. And that was uh, what I considered the, the full-time deal. You that's know what I mean? When that's when I got to know you when you were cooking with Boar's Night Out. Sure. And, and you, you, I mean, you were young, man. Oh, I started when I was 16. My, I got my driver's license. And the first trip I went on was Newton, Mississippi with uh, B&O and the guys, and it was just, you know, that contest was never a fun one because it was always, it was always fun. It was never a good one because it was always raining. We never did well. You know, there was, that just wasn't the contest for us. You know, Michael Wayne and them, they always really won and did really well down there. Um, and so fast forward a little bit, Memphis in May last year was my last cook with Boar's Night Out. Um, you know, my girlfriend and I, I had a two-year-old, um, a couple years ago and you know my girlfriend and I just said you know what why don't we try to do this on our own my parents were very supportive of it and um, so we kind of jumped off into the water head first and you know right now we're doing really good I was fortunate enough to have a pretty great season so far yeah I was gonna um, say now you're uh, you're in the lead for the points chase I'm in the SCA in the lead. Uh, <laughs> Robert Perkins and uh, those bottom lane guys they got me last week and I'm hoping and praying that they don't get me this week because I'm actually taking a weekend off. But, yeah, I'm going to plan to try to run for it and see what we can come up with. There's a long ways till October. Oh, yeah. So, you know, it's a lot of things got to fall in your favor. Um, but we're, we're doing, having a great season so far. And, you know, the state team guys, I'm learning a lot from you guys. And 
really enjoying, you know, hanging out and just cooking steaks. Yeah. Well, you know, we're, you know, we've, we've fell in love with the SCA steak cooking too. And we're both still doing barbecue. And mm-hmm. I know you are too. You just cooked a contest back in the Toka. We were there yeah. cooking and being barbecue. And you got Memphis and May come up because oh, your yeah. thing's ribs. Oh, I mean, yeah. that's, and that's what, I mean, I think with B&O, you kind of set yeah. yourself apart as being the rib man. Yeah. You know, when I first started with B&O, Alan said, you know, Kendall, you, I was doing presentation with the previous team. So I had a little bit of a role. And Alan said, you, you know, Kendall, you might not be able to come in and do be a, a role taker in the beginning. So I, that's fine. You know, I understand you got the new kid on the block. Um, so I think I started in January and I think it was July, July and Galax. Um, John David Wheeler kind of took me under his wing and showed me how to cook a rib. And um, it's kind of been all downhill from there. I think we took second place the first that weekend, turned around the next weekend, and we were fortunate enough to have our first uh, sweep. So we took first, first, and first in all three NBA categories in grand. Um, and then took, went on and actually took rib team in the year, two years in a row. Rest is history. Oh man. <laughs> and then I think we did a, uh, two years of the NBN invitational. We were fortunate enough to win that with the rib two years in a row. Um, so that yeah, was all your rib too, wasn't it? That pretty much, you know, Eric uh, built the box and, uh, Bob made the glaze and, um, you know, it was a true team effort to really win. Um, the cooking side of it was mostly me, but you know, all of us guys, at, all the guys at B&O, we could share and cook, you know, each other's product and, and still finish well. Yeah. Um, that, and that's what we like about comp barbecue too, is camaraderie. It's team effort, man. You, know, you got to have it is. all come together. If you're going to be super successful like that, especially in the NBN. Oh, man, you you have, have, the most important person in the NBN to me is the night guy. Oh yeah, Whoever, that's what makes it happen. Yep, that's right. You know, if especially in the long, that's why I'm a rib guy. Is because I can get up early in the morning, and you know, sometimes I sleep in. But you know, <laughs> for the most part, we're we're pretty good for waking up. And uh, like you said, we're looking forward to Memphis and May here in a few weeks. Um, About we'll, three weeks, I think, something like that. Oh man, it's here before we know it, man. Yeah, it is. And we got a we got a whirlwind of events between now and then, and. Yeah. Uh, but I'm excited. Really so let's am. let's talk about Memphis and May. You're going. I know you're going to be doing ribs. That's your category. Let's talk about the comp style rib. What do you like to do for comp rib? What is a Memphis and May comp style rib? Well, um, it, you know, a, a loin back or baby back to start off. Um, personally, I use Compart Do Rock ribs. I've used them now since 2012, and to me, that that's the best rib on the market. Um, they are a little more expensive, but you know, you get what you pay for. Um, and so I take those and actually take them down to the butcher shop and have them trimmed up. So they will be symmetrical. Um, and then we come in and do a light trim on them. Most of the comparts, you know, doesn't take a whole lot of, um, knife work. Do a light coat of yellow mustard. You know, I personally use white lightning. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, anybody's your AP, Heath seasonal, you know, any of those white seasonings is a base coat. You want that savory. Yeah. Exactly. You know, that white just, and it's, it's really to me, that's the difference maker nowadays in the Memphis barbecue is that second sweet level. Um, and then we come out with our traditional barbecue rubs, you know, yours personally, I've in the past used Borzine outs. So I've used a lot of, uh, big Papa seasonings. Um, so there's a lot of great seasonings out there and then just get it on the grill and put some hickory smoke to it. 
Um, personally, I use B&B char logs because I think they burn a lot cleaner and a lot longer. Um, Good even heat. That's right. You know, and, and a, a basic recipe is the three two one method. You know, you get three hours smoke with a light. Uh, I like to do some kind of a spritz or mop. You know, Italian dressing, apple juice, um, apple cider vinegar. You know, you can do so many things. My stepdad, his favorite rib is just a nice vinegar, just like mm -hmm, the rendezvous, mm -hmm. you know. I like a vinegar as a base, yep. too. Um, we use a red wine vinegar a lot of times. That's kind yep, of mixed with a little bit of apple juice. You know, grenadine. There's yeah, a lot of people yeah, that use yeah. the grenadine. Trying to get that color right. That's right. Um, so what kind of cooker are you cooking on? You're a backwoods man, old hickory? Man, what are you I using I am uh, dry heat. Uh, I've always thought the old hickory puts the best rib out there um you know for the larger cuts i think the the water smoker the backwoods you know there's a lot the, the, i think it's the humphreys and if, you know there's so many out there now that have that water smoker mm -hmm. um but for the larger cuts that's nice but for the rib i do like the the dry heat that's what Which, you're gonna be cooking on at memphis oh, yeah. dry we'll be, heat we'll be cooking on old hickories for sure what are you gonna glaze? I know you. I don't want to get all the secrets, but you know what, what's some good glazes that work for those competition style ribs? You know, um, you, you can't go wrong with Blues Hog. Everybody Everybody's knows using the Blues Hog base. Um, you know, Head Country is another great seat, great yours, and I you know, I think yours and uh, what's his name? Oh, Mark Lambert with Sweet Swine on mine. The Lambo combo. The Lambo combo. I mean, that's a that's a great combination as well. So. To me, it's really not about whose sauces you use and all that. It's about what kind of smoke. And then the biggest thing to me and how to make a perfect product is, is cooking it perfectly. You mm -hmm. know, if, if you cook something, no matter if you're cooking a chicken breast and I'm cooking a chicken breast and you season it with all your favorite seasonings and love, and I'm seasoning with salt and pepper, you cook it to 200 and I cook it to 160 and let it rest for five minutes, I promise you mine's going to taste better because it's natural chicken flavors. Yeah. You know, to me, a rib, a steak, they're both the same thing. So cooking it perfectly, you still have to execute to be able to walk the stage at a contest like Memphis and Maine. So you so. can take salt and pepper and execute it perfect and you got a shot, huh? Uh, I think you got a shot, but I mean you got a shot for top twenty then. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm hoping that we uh, get a top ten this year, so we're really gonna. I hope you win, man. Oh, man. <laughs> that would be that would be amazing. At win least ribs, yeah. win ribs. I want to win shoulder. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. you know, so that's the difference in competition. We see that you know you have to take special care, not only using the best quality meat you can find, using that compart meat. You're putting the right kind of cooking technique on it, and you're mm -hmm. using some good season. The flavors all got to blend. That's competition cooking, and that's that's what it takes to be successful. Now, I know at Memphis and May, you're feeding a lot of people. You got to cook for the masses. Let's talk about what you do for let's you know cooking for a crowd. Memphis and May. Huh? Yeah, let's talk, <laughs> let's talk about Memphis and May. So, how many so, people do you think you got to feed? Do you know already? Oh yeah, oh yeah. We've got uh, about 400 tickets. For this wow, four hundred um, people are coming to your booth. You have fifty by fifty-two. Gosh, you got we the have, big one. We have the largest booth that Memphis and May will offer. Um, you know, I've got fortunate. Fortunately, I had a couple of corporate companies that came to me, um, and I can medallion transport is the, which is who I work for. Um, they're going to be Wednesday night. We've got an actual split Tuesday night with uh, Mallory Alexander and Newcore Steel the actual meal here locally in Memphis. Um, and then Friday lunch, we have 35 people 
and they're gonna more or less that's gonna be a lot more laid back. We're gonna give them some the the ancillary turn ins. We're gonna have that uh have waiters walking around with those and kind of just passing out hors d'oeuvres and have a bartender and a light DJ and um you know basically Friday night we'll have another seventy five. Um and then I'll go to bed early and get up about 4 a.m. And hopefully I cook the best rib of my life. Man, so much for jumping in small, Shell. That feels what, like what would, so much wouldn't, wouldn't you love to do that? I know, Shell, you'd love to feed that many people. So what are you cooking? I mean, so all these people are getting barbecue, of course. They're well, coming to Memphis and May. You doing ribs? We're doing ribs. So we're actually, because we'll have some people doing two nights, um, We're and I personally don't like to eat the same thing twice, so we're doing different things every night. Uh, we've got ribs and pork that are basically going to be on the menu throughout the week. People expect it. They exactly. come in with some money. They want you know, ribs. You want ribs. You want pork. We're going to do uh, one night turkey breast. We're going to do one night oh, pork loin. One night we're going to do um, uh, brisket. I've got, fortunately, with Team Elite, you know, that you're, you're a part of it as well. So many people from Texas. So Joey and I have kind of got our heads together and, and brought a team together. We've got uh, Matt and Sarah Walker from Boomerang Barbecue, which happens to be the KCBS leading team right now. Really? Um, they, they're coming. Um, they're actually doing our beef category. Imagine that from yeah. Texas. Um, Joey and his son, Ty Machado, are coming from B&B. Um, I've got a guy named Darren Proctor out of, uh, Virginia. We've got another gentleman named Irony Green coming from Texas. Um, I've got two gentlemen from North Carolina that I met through Operation Barbecue Relief, which, uh, I'm a big volunteer for. And those guys are coming down, John and Chuck from North Carolina. And then I've got a couple local friends. That, That's a uh, super team, man. You've, uh, got a, you've done put together an ensemble. I, I didn't know you were doing it. I thought you were just you and Sarah were doing ribs. <laughs> no, I didn't realize you had this scale of an operation going on. We've got a... Makes us look small. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. We want to be small. Yeah. We're small we've, by choice. We've done the catering and stuff, and yeah. I found out real quick that I didn't so, like it. So go back to ribs. How are you going to cook? So I know you can't go through all that competition stuff when you're doing ribs mm-hmm. for that many people. How, no. what, what are you, what, what's your mass feeding rib like? So what we'll do is uh, still take a light trim to them because, you know, to me, somebody that comes down to Memphis and May, they expect a good product. Are you buying all those compart ribs? I mean, how could you afford uh, that? I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> we'll, we, we'll just have to see. Jim and I are in negotiations now. I hear you. Um, so... Long story, we'll take the the light trim, we'll take mustard, the same seasoning base, um, and instead of wrapping it at three hours, I'll actually continue it uncooked, unwrapping. So these ribs will be an unwrapped rib. Um, We'll actually put a little bit of the Italian dressing based on there, which is what I prefer. Um, And then the light glaze afterwards, stick them in the Cambro and uh, slice them up. Cut them and serve. Cut them and serve. Yeah. You know, it's not. uh, It's not about putting the wrap and making it because you know when you're cooking competitions, the reason you do all those little things is because those judges are taking one to two bites. Mm -hmm. That's right. You don't want to eat a slab of competition ribs. So, so these public ribs is what we call them. You're you're gonna be able to sit down. You're gonna be sit down. You can knock a slab of them out. Exactly. That's my plan. Is uh, we're gonna have. um, I've got a whole hog backwoods. 
that it's going to be there. We're actually borrowing Mark Lambert's uh, white enclosed trailer. So the one y'all cook your uh, class class holes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're going to have that in the back. Um, I've got a couple old hickory pits going to be there with CTO, BP, Ace, um, and then we've PK is been talking about bringing a, a, maybe a 360 for for showing and doing some demos on i'm sure you can find something to grill on a, on a 360 oh man then things are great aren't <laughs> yeah. they um a gorilla coolers is actually look a gorilla uh pellet cookers yeah not coolers sorry they're uh they're going to be coming and bringing a ceramic pit and uh pellet pit i've got one of their comms outside and we we love it man. yeah oh, yeah I think Draper's going to come over right before Memphis May maybe do a video with us. Sweet. Yeah, we're, we're wanting, I'm going to come over and kind of get him to show me how to cook on a grill oh, yeah. some of his <laughs> recipes. He's, 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 Shane's got all kinds of stuff out there. I mean, oh, he's, yeah. a, he's a, done well. Uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's kind of the grilla expert, I guess, expert pitmaster for that company. And mm-hmm. they brought him on. And man, it, not only is he a spokesman, he's a heck of a chef, too. I mean, he's, yes, he is. He can cook anything. Yeah, I think uh, you introduced me to him at uh, the National Barbecue Convention. Yeah, weeks yeah. Ago, so. so, okay, now that's, that's mass ribs. What are you cooking, you and Sarah, eating ribs at home? What's Kendall's favorite? I know, like, Shell's favorite is just a, a dry rib. And I'm, I've leaned more towards that Texas salt and pepper rib. What, yeah. what is your, your your rib at home now? Well, I, this is going to make everybody sound crazy, but I don't like ribs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the, Have you always not liked ribs, yes. or did you develop it? I have always not liked ribs. <laughs> And that's what's kind of weird. Um, for the first three years that I cooked, I never tasted a rib at a contest. Wow, really? And I think that's helped me because I didn't compare ribs by taste. I compared ribs by feel. And, you know, that's something that was a big thing to me is you got to get your hands in there and you got to feel those ribs, get you, like you have said in the past, the cotton gloves with the latex glove on top and actually get in that wrap and feel those ribs um, so if I'm at the house cooking, we do a lot of Mexican food. Um, I'm a huge rice junkie. Um, so I can put rice and meat together and it doesn't matter what color rice or what kind of meat and it works. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you need to cut you up some ribs, put it in your rice, there rib you, fried rice. <laughs> there you go. I don't know. And it's just something about that rib texture. It's just, uh, it's kind of weird. Not, yeah. not a big fan of it. Um, we do a lot of chicken at the house, a lot of fish, um, and then I ate a lot of deer meat actually. So you're so you're just not not all barbecue all the time. Huh? No, no, I, <laughs> I, I like pulled pork. I can eat pulled pork all the time. Brisket I can eat all the time. And you know I cook that at the house. And I I don't do the competition. I'm basically you know on those no wrap. You know to me if you're not cooking contests, there's really no reason to wrap. Yeah. yeah. Um, unless you're doing chicken, a good good butter bath chicken is you know sometimes <laughs> that's just amazing. Oh yeah, people yeah people. People look at me crazy when I tell them we we drown chicken in butter and cook it. Man, until you've cooked up butter chicken, you ain't oh, had man. chicken. That's I right. promise you. I mean, it, it, it's, it's ultra rich. You ain't. I mean, yeah, you ain't eating th- just boiling it. Boiling in butter. Boiling right. in butter. That's what the glaze on it. The mayor says, <laughs> yeah, Reggie, Reggie. He's the. He's the. He boiled it in butter. Yeah. So okay, now we've talked about ribs in Memphis and Memphis in May. Let's let's get into the SCA stuff. Yeah. Um, Y'all talked about, you know, your topping points and, and you're in the hunt and then you're going to take it the whole year and, and go for it. Yeah. So, so you're the, basically what that means is you, you have the most points in the SEA, uh, world champion state cook off association at the moment. So, 
the way the SEA set up, you get so many points for how you finish in a contest, and they tally them for the whole year. Mm-hmm. If you finish first, it's 11th, and it goes down one point all the way to 10th, which is two points. Mm-hmm. 10th is two, and 11th is one. And everybody else after that gets one just for showing. So, you know, and that's kind of – and as you, it accumulates as you go, and they tally it up on the website. I think it's sponsored by Pelican Coolers. Pelican Coolers. That's the points chase. And how many points? Do you know how many points you have so far? Seventy-seven. Wow. How many? So, con- sixteen contests is what we uh, did this weekend in Horn Lake with our sixteenth. Um, you know, it started since January. Well, since no, it's since- actually since the championship last year, okay. which was October. October. So October. So it had, they started. Um, and it, it really, I wasn't planning this at all. It just kind of <laughs> happened. And then I started doing well. And as you know, a lot of times when you get on a streak in competition cooking, it's yeah, hard to get it. off of your streak. Um, so I've just kind of rolled with it. And, and uh, we started out and went out. to roll. That's what I say. That's yeah. right. Sarah and I took off. And Sarah's my girlfriend for the, uh, all the listeners. She and I took off and went to Dallas last uh, November and did a double header out there. We actually had a, a camera crew come out and do a little uh, pilot for a TV show on, you know, state cookies. Well, yes, it was at it was at the SCA. Um, they flew in because Sarah she has no has had no barbecue experience in the past. I've got her started about a year ago, and she's done very well. She's got, yeah. you know, top. She's actually, I think, 21st or 25th, 26th in points. I've seen her beat you a couple times this year. <laughs> well, I wasn't bringing that part up, Malcolm, but, you know, yes, yeah, she has beat me a couple times this year. But um, last year when we first started, she was having a rough run. It was her first few cooks, you know, ex- to be expected. Yeah. So we had a uh, celebrity chef named Eric Harlem fly in. Um and cook with her and filmed it. It was me versus them. Um, and it was a That's good, nice. we had a great time. You know, she got to see, she got to experience the being mic'd up for the first time. She got to experience the four cameras around you and, you know, the producer telling you to stop <laughs> and say that again and, you know, all the good TV stuff. And, uh, unfortunately for the show, we, um, I actually finished 11th for the show. To make it work and make it all go around, she finished eleventh. So you know, I don't think anywhere it's probably not going anywhere. We haven't heard anything back from them. But you never know, man. You never you know. Know. You know, that phone call can come just that's like right. that. Next thing you know, uh, next next Food Network star. That's right, Sarah. <laughs> hey, have your own show going. How to how to cook steaks. I like it. I like it. That I sounds too. good. So, what what SEA contest do you have coming up? What's next on your well, horizon? This weekend, I. We hadn't. We took Easter weekend off, and basically since the conference, a few weeks before the conference, which that was what March the ninth yeah, or something eight, like that, eighth yeah. night. Um, we've been off Easter weekend, and that's it. So we're taking off this weekend and going to go down to uh, Talladega Super Speedway. Ah, uh, a little NASCAR Dega uh, baby. That's right, Dega Dale Wright. You're gonna and, have uh, you're gonna have some uh, good weather. It looks like for it, I think. I'm crossing my fingers. You know, uh, I've been going now for quite a few years, and I remember back. You know, before I started going, it always rained and kind of seemed like it always flooded out down there. Fortunately, knock on some wood, I'm. Uh, we're hoping to have good rain or good weather, and I uh, got some friends coming from Atlanta and actually South Carolina. 
So we've got a good group going. And then next weekend, we'll get right back into the steak and barbecue. We're actually doing an MBN SCA duel down in Greenwood, Mississippi. And then going to come up and go to a Mark Williams crawfish deal. And uh, that's going to be a, a good time. And then we'll... Are you doing MBN and oh, steak? Yeah. We're going to try to get a rib practice in. Yeah. I've got I've got the smoker loaded up going to Dega, so <laughs> I've got I'm doing a few practices before Memphis. You know, I feel like I've kind of forgot how to cook a rib ever since I've been cooking steak so much. Um, so we're going to give them give them all we can, and then I think after that we'll go to Las Vegas with y'all and B and B doing the uh, hardware show. The hardware yep. show. That's a full schedule, man. And Memphis and May is here. And oh, and then we love take us to Memphis. And on that, when we get back from that, turn around and do another contest in Marion SCA. Then come cook Memphis, and then we're gonna be cooking SCAs pretty much every weekend. I, as much as we can, you know. Sarah is a school teacher, so she's gonna be able to have right. the summer off. They got four That's weeks. Right. Well, yeah. I got, we got the letter. We got the letter from school. Is it? No, it was, it was four more weeks, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, four more weeks. So, were you trying to make them go to the end of June, Chef? <laughs> I, I was thinking how long they got yeah. No, they got, yeah, they, summer's only eight weeks. Yeah. They, it's not three months anymore like we used to get. No. So, that's your SCA schedule. Let's talk, I know what everybody wants to know is what are you doing? That's what what, I, what's, how are you cooking? How, yeah, <laughs> go ahead and break it down for us. Can Tell us well, as much as you can because we all want to know. You know, I'm not going to give any of my, what I think the secrets are away, but I will say it starts out when you get there and you get everything out, be prepared, you know, write a list to what you need so you don't not have it when you need it. Um, you know, that draw is important, but not really because you can get good stakes with the reverse snake line that they do. Um, other, actually two weeks ago, I, I picked dead last. And of course, everybody loved that. And I got up there and I actually found a couple stakes that I could whittle away at. And uh, we got a fourth place that weekend with them. So it really doesn't matter where you pick, but what stake you pick is important. So what are you looking for? Are you just looking for good marbling and a good spinalis well, or? I, uh, first off, I like a good, good thickness all the way across. To even? Be equal. Yes. Yeah. Um, be even all the way across. And, you know, they say it's supposed to be like an inch and a quarter, I believe it is. If it's two inches, you just adjust your cook times. I don't necessarily worry about how thick or how thin. I don't want thin, but I, you know, an inch and a quarter to two inches is fine. Um, and then I want a nice marbled steak all the way across. The, the spinalis or the lip, whatever you want to call it, I want that to be marbled as well, but I don't want the gristle. Mm. I want that to, to have enough for the judges to eat. So my philosophy is that you want the eye to be big enough to cook it evenly. Because that's what you're judging your tendon or the dunness on. Dunness on. So yeah. they're going to cut that from basically the, the end of the spinalis across the steak, and they'll flip that up, and they'll actually cut it on the the – uh, what is it, the ballast? Bias, yeah. Bias, yeah, kind it. of a bias across, yeah. Yep, and then um, they'll get the doneness, and then the judges will actually taste the lip of the spinalis. So if it's got a good you know, a good spinalis, not much gristle, good marbled up, it's probably going to taste pretty good. That's my. Uh, that's right. So yeah. what do you, okay, we got, we got the steak picked out. Yep. What, so what do I need to put next, on one to win, Kendall? You know, the next process is really up to you. You know, I go back to what I have always done, 
I go back to my white lightning for my first seasoning because that's the season that I've used for a lot of years. Um, I actually have changed quite a few different seasonings when it comes to the red seasoning, whatever one you want to use. That's for your okay. color? For color, yes. So um, you're using white lightning savory. Yep. Just like we did on ribs. Yep. And then you're going to put on a red rub, which is... It, Sweet or no? I'm, I'm not. I'm not looking for a candy rub. Okay. You know, I'm looking for something that's just got a little color. It's got a little, you know, pepper. part of that paprika you look, know, that, you know, that, it, the it, red look. Yeah, something like that. And then I'm actually putting a, a just a light coat of black pepper on there and spicing it up a little more. Right. Okay, you maybe know, that's maybe that's what helped me. You know, they, but if if you're using a seasoning that has the cracked pepper already in it, you don't necessarily need to use extra pepper. My seasoning has no cracked pepper in it. So, so the, the simple, I, the, the seasoning sounds like it's pretty simple. You're just hitting right. those savory notes and using something for color. Yeah. What is the, is the, what do you think separating you is where you're, the doneness you're taking to nailing that or where, where do you I see think, in your high uh, scores? Adjusting. Well, to, to be in the top 10, as you know, you're going to have to see high scores all the way across. Um, so if you have a, you know, doneness can kill you in a heartbeat. Taste is what they, what's got the most carryover. Um, so my taste, you know, I heard Tuffy Stone say a long time ago, you don't want to be at the end of the diving board. You want to be right in the middle because your judges are not going to all like crazy spicy or crazy sweet or whatever you want to be. You just want to be a, the best average taste of the day. I like that approach too. That's what, that's what I, in barbecue live, we yep. always tell them it's who can color the best inside the lines, not get out of that box. <laughs> yep. and, that's, and that's what that means. You oh know? yeah. You know? Um, and so I don't do anything crazy special. I think hitting the doneness and making sure that you adjust to the variables that come to you, because as you know, as cooking in the elements, you never know what's going to happen. You know, you could have rain one day, wind the next in 99 degree weather and 100% humidity here in North Mississippi. So, so you're cooking on a PK. I am cooking on a PK. What, what temp are you running at PK? Are you really worried about it? Are you running it wide open? or I'm normally wide open. Um, you know, I've kind of cut back from when I first started. I was When I first started, I was trying to cook 750 plus, And I've cut back more to probably 600 to 700. Um, I, I'm not, a, not scared to break that 700. Um, but I do try to kind of come back down a little bit. Um, you know, basically you're doing the same cross marks that you're, that everybody's got to do. Yeah. Two um, minute, two minute steak to get the one yeah, side looking good. Essentially and, that is it. You know, I've personally changed up a little bit depending on the steak. You know, if I get a little thin steak, I'm not cooking it for two oh, minutes. Oh yeah. Two you got to back 115 on those. Exactly, you know? No, that's where you adjust. Exactly. I mean, you're right with the size of it. And so then I'm you're cooking the internal temp though, right? Oh yeah, definitely. I've got my uh, actually thermopin thermometer Maverick. I've got a couple of those, but for my for my competition day, I'm I'm pulling out the thermopin. You got plenty of reinforcements <laughs> if you need it. Exactly. Yeah. What's the perfect temp? Where do we need? Where, if Shell's well, gonna come cook, I mean, what does she need to take you, her steak off? We'll at? have to push pause and talk about some some money on that. Okay, temp. that's that's state class. <laughs> that's state class. Sign me up, up but, brother. But uh, I will say, there's a nice range. You know, I've heard that, you know, that 135 to 145 is really your medium range. Um, and depending on what days you need, you know, gotta get some days you got to get a little closer to that 145. 
So you, uh, I know you account for a little carryover. I mean, when I take them off, I usually go one thirty one, one thirty twos. I know yep. it's going to carry five. Yep. I like to rest. Do you rest? I do rest, but you know, to I like to be. Uh, I like to, and this is a little secret that I wasn't planning on giving away. But don't give it. Uh, don't no, don't good. give out any secrets if you don't want to. I'm you're not good. twisting your arm here. I uh, I like to turn in the back end of the window because I don't know. I don't know about you, but you know the butterflies you get when you when you're cooking the steak, and it's the longest two minutes of your life. And uh, I, I kind of like to crunch for time, so my rest time is I can take it and minus it real quickly. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? For this weekend, I'm, I think I rested a minute and thirty. You know, because I was kind of crunching the the deadline, and that was a long walk, and I didn't want to risk not getting it turned in. So, and it also gets a rest. For the walk it, and the turn in exactly. a little bit. You know? the so time my goal gets is it. to yeah. get a five-minute rest, but if it goes down to one, it's not going to hurt my feelings. You know what I mean? Well, um, I, I, I feel like my state game is, is upped now. Kendallton <laughs> gave me some of his secrets. But I will say, you know, Sarah, like you said, has she usually turns in, and that's another reason I turn in the back half. That way, if something goes crazy wrong on hers and she needs an extra hand, I can be there. So she usually turns in on the front half. Um, and so, and I will say, I think that helps me as well because I get to see her cook before <laughs> and it's the same thickness of the steaks. And so that helps. You're you know judging I mean? how yours is going to cook based on how hers cooked. Yeah. That's, you know? I mean, that's, that's a good tip there. You know, and that's something, well, and you know, we get two steaks and I always cook them at the same time. I know there's some I guys that, that cook one 30 minutes oh, early man. just to. I know Johnny Joseph, the king, yeah, the Godfather. He told he told me he cooks his thirty minutes early. He did, and I'll tell you, uh, up in when y'all were at the KCBS a few weeks ago, um, and congrats from y'all's calls there. Thank you. Thank you. We were at uh, where were we at Millington in the nice rainy national forest, and Johnny called me over there to taste his new steak because he changed his recipe, and it was so good. I had put my butter on the grill. Because I do use butter as well, um, and I forgot about it. And I was sitting over there just shooting the, you know, shooting the shit with Johnny, and forgot about my butter. So my butter's like Sarah. What comes walking up and the grill's smoking crazy and butter's volcanoing out of the uh, butter dish. And so, so I know you're not grilling corn. What's that butter for? Well, <laughs> the butter is for the steak, and I, I kind of treat it like, kind of like a rib when you're doing. KCBS, you know, you want that rib to look perfect or so that chicken to look perfect. So you're going to use that butter just as an, an oil or whatever you want to use. And I'm sure you can use ghee or whatever kind of oil type substance you want to base that steak. To base the steak. Season it up a little bit. I, mean, I don't want you to give away the secrets. You know, I have put some seasonings in it. I have right now, I'm actually just doing a straight butter. Straight real butter? Real yeah. butter. So Expensive stuff or just like Kroger brand? You know, I get it from Kroger. Yeah. So it, it might not be the Kroger brand, but yeah. uh, I play with different ones. I mean, oh, I, yeah. I, you know, I bought this. I, I can't tell a whole lot of difference in the way it makes it shine. It makes that steak pop. And you're does. right. That's, it does. You know, I've used I used the ghee for a little while last year, and I thought it was a little too oily. Yeah, it is. And, I agree. And it, the judges just didn't like it. Um, you know, Kevin O'Sullivan he actually took first place this past weekend in Greenwood, Mississippi. And uh, his steak had such a unique butter. It's almost kind of like, uh, almost kind of like ghee. It was real, real oily. And, you know, his, I, I told him it. as soon as I tasted the steak, I said, Kevin, 
you're going you're gonna to fool around and win this thing. That was a really, <laughs> really good bite. And, of course, he goes, oh, man, don't don't jinx me now. I'm, I'm going to get dead last, you know. But, yeah, it was uh, – he had a great steak. And, you know, the PK is what seems to cook the perfect steak to me. Yeah. Um, and he was due. Oh, he yeah. was. He was so due. You know, Him I think – Him and Jay Durbin. <laughs> Jay is due, too. As much as this is going to sound bad, I'm due for a first place. I have not had a first place – since last year, the really uh, by Bearden, my only first place in the SCA. Really? Oh, well, I didn't know. I didn't realize. It. I mean, I just assume you won. It, it feels like I you have, win them all the yeah, time. I have been. I guess you're in the top ten. So I, I am in the top ten, but I have not had a first place. I have been less than a point away three separate times this year, and just you know, the SCA is right now. It's very competitive. You know, there's I, a lot I've, of good state cookers. To, just in this year, I've been to Dallas, I think, you know, three times. I've been to Orlando. Um, so Florida is the next biggest booming market other than us right now. There's, I think there's five states on the top ten list right now. So, I mean, the, the SCA is crazy booming. I mean, we should break 200 contests this year. Wow. I hope. Yeah, that's 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 impressive for them to be so young. And, you know, you know I feel like old. they're just starting out. Yeah. yeah. They're, I mean, it's fun. Oh, it's inexpensive, and anybody it has a low entry point. Anyone can go. Cook. Anybody can win. Yeah, you know what I mean. If you look on that list of winners and past winners, there's more or less more people that win that don't cook every weekend. First timers. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You know, did that, the first timer win it this past weekend? Yep. Yeah. Yep. yep. First timer won this past weekend. You know, um, I truly think the SCA, and this is probably going to be a big, bold statement, so don't uh, don't go quoting me here. But I heard I, it here first. Yeah, I heard And Malcolm Reed's podcast, <laughs> How to Barbecue Right, I, I, I've said it first, but I think they're going to be bigger than KCBS in uh, five years at the at Wow. Yeah, you know I mean... I- it's, it's growing so much. I mean, the way that the way they're doing it wouldn't surprise. I mean, I think KCBS is. I mean, it's a different animal, but oh yeah. I mean, anybody feels like they can get that's got a grill at home can show up to one of these contests and yeah, cook. It a steak. doesn't matter what you cook on because yeah. I mean, like they say, any if you can beat me with a George Foreman, then hats off. <laughs> hey, yeah, if you want to, if you want to. Sous vide, a bull, that's what yeah. I say. Uh, that's <laughs> bull at a control temperature. I'm not a hater on the sous vide for the house. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a, a sous vide, if, if you've never gone out and got one, it's worth the money just because when you bring it out, your friends are like all big-eyed and wondering what's going on. And they don't. We sous vide a uh, ribeye for 24 hours at deer camp last wow, year. Wow, did it fall apart? No, but it was so tender I bet it good. was. And then we seared it like off on some. Like a whole ribeye? No, like an oh, actual steak. steak. Um, and then we seared it off on the grill grates and cut it up. Oh, my. It was so good. John Davis said it's the best steak he's ever had. Really? Uh-huh. Here I've had them, and there there's a place for them. Oh, yeah. I still wouldn't trade a steak cooked over B and B charcoal for. Oh you no, know? you know for it's 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 almost like uh, like I think y'all heard, I heard y'all say last week. It's almost like going to the rendezvous. It's it's for the the talk about it. You know yeah. what I mean? It gives you something to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, I really uh, have enjoyed being here with y'all. Yeah, man. We we've, we've got this has been a great. First time guest here, I think Kendall. I mean, you you sound like a natural in here. We'll definitely have to have you back. Yeah. I can tell you've done these before, but 
Maybe after you win ribs in Memphis MA, we yeah. can talk about how we run sh- one shoulders. Yeah, we're gonna. <laughs> yeah, let's, <laughs> hey, let's hope coming coming on the podcast brings you some luck, man. Oh man, that would be uh, that'd be really amazing. Looking forward to seeing everybody at Memphis and May this year. And y'all make sure you come see us. We're at R60. Um, and you can find me on social media. Instagram is Kendall <laughs> underscore eight air. And uh, Facebook is smoked, smoked and in spiced. Smoked in. Yes. The letter in spiced. And uh, y'all definitely look us up. Holler at us. If we're uh, at a contest near you, come see us. Talk to us. And we'll give you any tips and Answer any questions that uh, anybody may have. Check out that uh, SCA State Cookoff Association webpage and, and watch Kendall stay at the top of the charts in the <laughs> Man, Pelican race, right? I'm hoping so. You know, I'm not th- I'm, I am going to brag on myself a little bit here. Um, last week, I got a, a Facebook message from a gentleman out in Oklahoma. And uh, I want to say congrats to him because he asked, called and said, hey, sent me a message and said, hey, can I? call you and ask a few questions. I'm doing my first SCA and blah, blah, blah. I said, yeah, go ahead. So he gave me a call. Ended up, we talked about three times before the event. He sent me a message the night of, and he got 10th place. Wow, good. And, good for uh, him. You know, it was really a, a, a great thing. So I just want to say congrats to him. And, you know, anybody that ever has any questions, you know, we can't grow this industry without teaching. That, yes. Man, I, you know, I'm a 100% firm believer in it, and that's kind of – what Shell and I have built our whole uh, website and YouTube channel and podcast and everything well, on yeah. is just passing this information along and helping people out. So, and you can always learn. Oh you know? man, you know, I, I, I that's one of the great things share, about being a part learn. of Steak Team is you know every one of us do things differently, and we are all going to pick up on little things. I think Malcolm said a few weeks ago that that he was getting some tips off of myself and. You know, I've gotten things off of him as well, and that's what's so great about that and uh, being in the team, the team sports. Yeah, and you know that's what steak steak cooking has is. You know, we all have we have the barbecue team and all that, but it seems like it got away from the camaraderie part and and hanging out and having fun with the steak cooking. Man, it's been a blast for us. We've it feels like old school going to a barbecue. I mean, you know, we're all cooking our own thing, but like Kendall said, we're watching each other and helping each other out and. Making, making fun of each other. <laughs> That's right. Before we, uh, before you get out of here, um, in our past few co- podcasts, we've talked about a few things, and I just wanted to get your input. By, uh, one week we talked about must-have barbecue equipment. Mm. What is your? Well, I think I listened to that, and I know you said <laughs> thermometer. Um, you know, you said your cotton gloves, um, aluminum foil, or butcher paper. Um, some type of a liquid if you're wrapping to put in there, you know, that's a really adding, if you're doing a beef, a beefy liquid, if you're doing pork, an apple, apple juice or juicy liquid, um, that helps. Uh, overall, a nice, a good grill. Uh, if you're doing competition steaks, grill grates are essential. Yeah. There you go. That's, you nailed uh, it. We grill grates. I don't even think I said grill grates, mm-hmm. but man, I, I couldn't cook a steak without them. I'm telling you. I, I know. I mean, it, I, you know, that's the two biggest things that I tell people when they ask how to cook, how to improve their cooking, is that thermometer and grill grates. Yeah, especially you know? yeah for grilling, searing, man, Brad, they they've got just one oh, awesome man, piece I, of equipment. If he's not writing big checks to the SCA, he needs to because I think ninety eight percent of the guys out there are cooking using grill grates. Yeah, with grill grates. Yeah. Um, you know, B and B charcoal always 
is an essential need for any kind of outdoor cooking you're doing. And I seen y'all doing the mini pot a few weeks ago. It looked like y'all had a great time with that. We did, yeah. Heck yeah, that was so, a lot of fun. We've got another one coming up here in a few weeks. I'm going to do my best to come out. I've got my pot. I haven't exactly, uh, I got my mini pot. Yeah. I haven't exactly. You come over, I'll show you how, how you to cook go. a little jambalaya in it real quick. <laughs> we'll, have some, we'll have some fun with that one night. Sounds like a plan. Well, we might we... try to do that at uh, Mark Williams. There you go, Crawfish, crawfish Bowl. I might do that. That's oh, a good yeah. time to do yeah. a little mini pot practice. Yeah. We'll, we'll have a little state team mini pot practice. What do we have coming up? Um, I guess we know we're doing Spring Fest this weekend. Yes, in the rain. Uh, you know what? Friday and Saturday is not going to be in rain. Today, oh, the rain's fixing great. to clear out. Hey. There was like five inches last night. So. Oh, man. And it was already wet. Is y'all's trailer down there yet? Yeah, we took it yesterday. How it's, bad was it when y'all went? I don't know. There may have been two vehicles that didn't get stuck. <laughs> Luckily, when we put our trailer in, um, we didn't get the front tires of the truck off uh-huh. the pavement, so it would pull itself out. But it, as soon as you jump off on the grass, uh, it sinks. I, talk, I was talking to Mark Williams with Swan Life and them, and he said it. That uh, Jamie was saying something about is the trailer off the off the sidewalk, and he said, "No, your truck just sucked." <laughs> yeah, it's so, it's going. It's spring fest is always. Oh, mud you got to get your mud boots out yeah. and uh, enjoy it. You know there'll be well, kids flopping around in the, the sidewalks, and well, it's going. Michael's cooking in the burger yeah. contest. on uh, the kids cook. So good luck. Yeah, see, I need those hunter burger recipes. That's or, right. That's but, right. Uh, <laughs> That's pretty much what we got coming up. I know we're going, you mentioned we're going to Vegas, so we might not podcast that week. We'll Man, probably we try to do a video. Let's, let's try it out. We might do From one in the, Vegas, yeah. you know. It might not. might not air, but. Yeah, we, we can record something. <laughs> right? I don't know how to get this stuff past TSA. Yeah, we might just have to do it on the fly with the phone and the little <laughs> lavalier uh, <laughs> mics or something. Something we can hook up easy and do. But, uh, yeah, and. Next week, uh, we hope the, the video, I usually talk about what video I'm, I'm going to do. Um, we did one with Mark Lambert. Mark Lambert came over last mm-hmm. week, the end of the week, and we this was something new on the flyer. And I want to get you to come do one where it's a different kind of video where I'm kind of on the other side of the counter, and you're mm-hmm. teaching me a recipe that you like to cook. Yeah. And Mark did. Um, it, I said it. I thought it originally was going to be like half chickens, but he dispatch cocked a chicken and cooked it like on this bird's nest of herbs. Um, on his red box and man it was fantastic it was really good so that that video is coming out and we'll probably release that next week i may take a week off just so i deserve it yeah (laughs) i need one i need one tuesday off from recording so but i know we'll we'll probably do a podcast next week episode seven i don't know if we'll have a guest lined up but uh we'd love to have you back sometime kendall i'd love to be back and uh thanks for coming thanks for coming man it's been a blast subscribe to the how to, how to work you right? Yeah, Shell, well, give them the details, Shell. Where can they find us? You can find Malcolm at Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at How to Barbecue Right. You can find me, Rochelle, at Twitter and Instagram at Miss Southern Shell. Miss Southern Shell. I like that handle. Pretty good. All right. Well, hey, y'all, thanks for listening today. This has been a fun podcast. And uh, tune in next time. If you got any comments or questions, send them to us. And like Shell said, you can get us on any of those outlets. Um, you got questions you want us to read them just uh, on air and answer them, man. Just send them in. We'll get to them. We might do that next week. We might do some Q&A. That would be a good little uh, yeah, topic to start. So we'll, we'll see you all next time.